Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. If you travel, you know how to pull off a perfect getaway. You know after you enroll with your Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card, you get up to $10 back monthly on U.S. rideshare purchases with select providers, like a car to the airport. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths and where the Wi-Fi password is rarely used because you're the escape artist. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Purchases must be on card. Visit go.mx slash you know. On. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Howard David Live. We get it going on a Tuesday with the sports anchor at Channel 2 in New York. He's Otis Livingston. Uh, a lot going on in New York, Otis, and, and obviously the Giants were a big story. Uh, they made the playoffs for the first time in six years. Um, they beat the Minnesota Vikings in a wild card game, losing, not only losing, but getting pummeled by the Eagles. So bottom line, would you consider this a successful season for the Giants? I do consider it a uh, successful season for the Giants. I think going into the season, they wanted to answer questions about their quarterback and their running back, Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. I think they got those answers. Now, whether they're going to pony up and, and retain those two, um, that remains to be seen. But we have that answer. They had solid seasons. Daniel Jones, I thought, took a step forward, uh, became that guy who was deserving of being a first round draft pick. Um, and I think as far as the season goes record wise, don't forget before the season. I think a lot of people run into this problem where they look at a great start. Right. And then you collapse somewhere in the middle, you end up getting into the playoffs and you win one game and then you get blown out. So they think that it's not a successful season. But don't forget what they were before the season. They weren't predicted to get very many wins, maybe five or six wins. You know, so for them to have that kind of a season, take a step forward. Yes, they had a successful season. Yes, they got blown out by the Philadelphia Eagles. Are the Eagles here and the Giants here? Yes, that's the truth. But it's a great first season for Brian Dable and Joe Shane. They can go into the offseason and start tinkering with some things that uh, can help to improve the team, which was decimated 
in a lot of ways by Gettleman. Don't forget that this team was coming into this season with a lot of question marks. So for them to do that in year one, to have success, to get their first playoff win in uh, a decade or so, that's a successful season. And now they have things to build on. Uh, you led into uh, the what goes from here. And Joe Shane, the general manager, and Brian Dable, the coach, had a press conference at which time they discussed the uh, Daniel Jones uh, contractual situation. The same with Saquon Barkley. Uh, I'm not a betting man. I don't bet on sports because I'm, I stink at it. <laughs> but uh, it would seem to me that if what you saw now had happened late in last season, they might have picked up that fifth-year option for Daniel Jones, but they didn't. Yeah. So now Joe Shane says, we want Daniel Jones back. Okay, put your money where your mouth is. What yep. And what's Daniel Jones to do? I mean, is he marketable outside the Giants? Uh, I think that he proved to a lot of people that he can be a, a starting quarterback in this league. I think he did enough uh, where he he has constantly, over the years, cut down on his turnovers. Because remember in the beginning, that was the biggest bugaboo with him, that he turned the ball over, he fumbled, yeah. he threw interceptions, he you know got tripped up by the turf monster one time when he had a... <laughs> like a 70 yard touchdown run, <laughs> but uh, you know, so I think that he's taking strides forward that tell other teams too. I think both sides are interested in reuniting. It's just going to be what price, you know, what is it going to take to get him and to keep him in a giant uniform? He's shown that he can handle the media here. He can handle the spotlight. And like I said, when you start seeing a guy that's just trending upwards, you want to get in on him, you know, and maybe they did. Yeah, they made, probably made a mistake or or they were just doing their due diligence by not signing him to that extension last year because he hadn't proved it. But this year he went out, bet on himself, put his best foot forward and, and took the Giants to the playoffs, which obviously means a lot to the organization and showed that he can be a starting quarterback. Does he have marketability outside? Yes, I think he does. Um, but I think a lot of teams also have quarterbacks that they probably feel are better than him at this point anyway. So I think the best situation for both sides would be reuniting and uh, keeping Daniel Jones in New York. Saquon Barkley had a terrific year, top five in the league in rushing, yep. uh, also a target uh, in the passing game. Uh, I, I can't put a number on what his value is and what kind of a deal. Look, when Gettleman first drafted him, a lot of people criticized the Giants. I wasn't one of them. I thought it was a very good pick, mm -hmm. and it turned out to be just that. Yeah, he had a bad year last year, but this year he had a terrific season. I think it was, what, 1,200 yards or whatever that number was, maybe 13? I think it was 13. Yeah. So yeah. the fact of the matter is, is that Saquon Barkley uh, and Daniel Jones are two pieces of the puzzle, but there's a lot more to deal with. I think they've got to upgrade the wide receiver room Definitely. Uh, somewhat. Um, maybe the offensive line be tweaked here and there. Yeah. But defensively, uh, I thought there were a lot of positives. I'm not sure where they go in terms of adding uh, uh, a, a primetime player. Yeah, uh, there, there's some spots out there that uh, that that they can definitely improve on. Uh, what's going to happen with Leonard Williams as well? You know, um, yeah. Dexter Lawrence is, is is incredible. So that that's you know that that's your starting spot right there. I think they can can add a linebacker. They get some some help there. They can get some help in that secondary. They they were solid this year. They definitely were. You know, but uh, you know, 
you don't win at all, you're going to always ask questions about where you can improve and, and you can never have enough really good defensive players. Um, and, and you got to get some playmakers on offense. And, and you remember that Dave Gettleman, part of the problem with the Saquon Barkley thing was that it was so high uh, at, at number two. And it was, you know, he also said that he's going to be wearing a, a gold jacket meaning he's going to be in the uh, Hall of Fame at some point uh, after he retires. So I think that put a lot of pressure on Saquon. You know, he had, he's had that those injuries, too. Let's not forget about that. So, uh, and you know, Howard, you've been around a long time. You see how running backs have become less valuable as far as uh, yes. because of the injury factor. Because of it, when they hit a wall, it seems like they just really hit that wall. So when is that going to happen? Do you commit millions and millions of dollars to a guy when you can get another one in the fifth round you know what I mean or something like that so I think you know I'm not I'm not a general manager I wouldn't want to be one because he's got some big decisions to make as far as that goes they have to come to an agreement on something or Saquon is gone I think he's valued you know you were asking about Daniel Jones I think he has value uh elsewhere around the league as well you know a lot of people a lot of times when you have somebody in house you're not you, you're not as grateful for him as as somebody else or you or, or someone else views him in another way maybe even more uh profitable uh than than that own organization but Joe Shane said something that was very interesting yesterday that uh uh, that anyone can get hurt at any time. So the money thing, uh, locking up a guy, you know, it, it's a, it's a catch 22. A lot of times, you know, you just don't know, but when you have a guy that you have in house already, you know, the work habits, you know, yep. the, the practice habits, you know, the, uh, intangibles, you know, the inner inside that guy. So that to me, that meant he was speaking about Saquon. You know, in particular, we know this guy has battled back from these injuries and come back tougher and get and laid it on the line for us. You see him on the sideline firing guys up and they know the will to win that he has. So that is extra value. Uh, the devil, you know, is better than the devil you don't know. He's Otis Livingston, the anchor of Channel 2 Sports in New York. Speaking of quarterbacks, we go to the Jets and that's mm -hmm. their whole focus. Yep. They need a quarterback. Do they currently have this year's quarterback on the roster? I don't believe so. Uh, I think Zach Wilson, uh, I don't know how much, what they're expecting, unless it's a smokescreen. Uh, yeah. Mike White, I, I don't, I, he may be on the roster in a backup role. I don't know. But we're hearing the names. You've heard them. Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, Tom Brady. <laughs> I heard Tom Brady. Otis. I yeah. said, can you imagine trotting out on the field at MetLife Stadium in a Jets uniform? I can't. I can't picture that in my wildest dreams, man. But you know what? Stranger things have happened. I don't think yep. it's going to happen, but I'm 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 starting to become a guy that I never say never. You know what I mean? This this could happen, you know, but uh no, I, I don't picture that. Um let's face it. Zach Wilson Robert Sala loves him. Robert Sala, I don't think it's a smokescreen. I think in his mind he truly believes that Zach Wilson is is a is a uh, a usable player that 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 they can get something out of him. I think they're going to try to put. I think the fact that he was the number two pick overall plays a little bit in that as well. You don't want to just squander a pick that high and admit that you guys were wrong about it. Um, so I think that um, and he and he's a guy that came in with Salah. You know what I mean? You know sure. uh, he was one of those Joe Douglas picks, but he came in with Salah. So you're kind of tied at the hip with him as well. You want to try to you know if he was a washcloth, you want to wring it out and see just how much you can get. You know what I mean? Um, I don't think that 
The starter is on the roster right now, though. I think they're going to have to go out and get somebody else. Yep. I just, I in my mind, man, you talk about visualizing things. I just don't know how Zach is going to be able to come back from being benched. And to the point where Mike White played that last game, he was not 100%. He wasn't even close. Right. And they didn't play Zach in that last game against Miami. That says a lot to me. You know what sure. I mean? That They were committed to saying, nah, man, pump the brakes. Stay over there into the offseason, and then we'll deal with this situation. You know what I mean? Like, Mike White was out there throwing the football, getting hit, and he had fractured ribs. He's not fully healed. We know that, you know? So that that's, that spoke, you know, volumes to me. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a, an interesting offseason. Zach has admitted the second time around after he got benched that he made some mistakes. He's got some growing up to do. He's got some mending of fences to do. And sure. this offseason is going to be critically important for his NFL career. Hey, I'm going to throw an aim at you. Look, we both agree that Tom Brady's a little far-fetched. <laughs> yeah. But is Aaron Rodgers that far-fetched? That doesn't seem to be as wild as Tom Brady. Uh, look, I don't know. Aaron Rodgers, I don't know how he could leave Green Bay. I don't know how Green Bay could let him walk out the door because he's part of that franchise. But you imagine Aaron Rodgers in a Jets uniform. We remember Brett Favre. I was going to say that. Former, right? Okay. <laughs> I was going to say that, man. And then what? Rodgers then going to go to the Vikings? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, that's not far-fetched. I mean, uh, I'm sure he would like the bright lights. Um, he's still a good quarterback. He's still uh, – and, 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 and the Jets have been upgrading as far as that offense goes. You know what I mean? They have some legitimate weapons on the offensive side of the football. You know, I think it's not as far-fetched. Um, again, I never say never, you know, and I believe that fans would love that, you know, to have Aaron Rodgers for a year, two. Zach is a backup maybe, you know? Yeah. We could, I could see something like that happening. It, it, it depends on on trade value or, or whatever they have to do to make that happen. Look, last year they won four games. This year they won seven games. People would say, is that an improvement? No, it's not because they lost their last six in a row. Uh, yes. You know, that doesn't happen. It's a different conversation. Look, you look back on Joe Douglas's draft, and you got to get him a pretty high grade because Sauce Gardner was productive. Uh, look, I mean, he made the all-pro team. Uh, Garrett Wilson was productive. Uh, you know he's part of your future. Yeah. Uh, you still have uh, Jermaine Johnson. Don't yeah. forget Jermaine Johnson. Brees Hall. Exactly. Well, that's a that's a big one. See, Brees Hall doesn't get hurt during the course of the year, and every it happens to every team. You understand that. But yeah. the way that he was playing when he got hurt, you could envision that the Jets would not have lost their last six games in a row had Brees Hall been part of that team. I agree with you. Um, let's not forget those three players that you mentioned, Sauce. Uh, Garrett and Brees Hall were like alternating offensive rookie of the week awards early on in the season. Right. He was the favorite to be the rookie of the year. Now, you know, Garrett Wilson is up there um, as well to be the offensive rookie of the year. And Sauce is up for uh, defensive. If you're going to evaluate his draft, Joe Douglas gets an A. I mean, Jermaine Johnson made some plays too on defense. Um, let's not forget Bam 
after yeah. Brees got hurt, this guy gets elevated and now he's running the football with effectiveness. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it was a great year that those are certainly some building blocks going forward on the offensive and the defensive side of the football. So things are looking good. It's 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 that quarterback position that uh, uh, intersects with everything. Now, now, three and out because Zach Wilson can't. That, uh, generate offense defense back on the field it starts to wear down the defense because they're not sustaining drives and letting the defense get rest special teams you know it, it affects the whole situation and a lot of those guys when I talk to them in the locker room they'll never turn on Zach Wilson that's their quarterback defensive guys would say it's our job no matter where the off the the other team's offense gets the football we have to stop them so they never turned on him but you got to think that psychologically Man, we're going back out there again. We just, I couldn't even get a cup of Gatorade, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, you, you got to think that it, it it would weigh on them a little bit. So I put even more pressure on them knowing, man, we might have to score to win this game. And that, te- that defense, as, as good as it was, they weren't generating turnovers late in no. the season. Well, no. so they did, they had their part in as well. But it, it seems to start with the, 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 the rebuild of the, this thing or the the build forward of this team centers around the quarterback sure and the offense and Mike LaFleur yes. gets fired uh now let me ask you this just from an opinion point of view uh LaFleur and Sala were friends very close friends did Sala make this move based on pressure he was getting uh did he get some kind of an ultimatum from Woody Johnson I mean I, I really don't know I don't think that the last thing I said I don't think that's the issue but Here's a guy that they were close. So what motivated him to let him go? I, th- I, I think just a realization that it wasn't working out. You know what I yeah. mean? I feel like you, you're right. They were close. Uh, uh, his brother was the best or or was in uh, Salah's wedding. So they were really close. Those two were really close. And, and, sure. and, and uh, so I think it was a, it probably was a tough decision, but I think it was the right decision. There was a lot of, of heat. There's a lot of, I, I know that they're not supposed to listen to public opinion, but a lot of times the public is right. This guy is not good at what he does. He's holding us back. Why are we having such an antiquated offense? This is, where's the innovation? Where's the, the adjustments at halftime? Why are we getting outscored in the second half or whatever it is? A lot of times the public knows those fans are, are, are paying really close attention to what's going on. The tenor of the team and some uh, patterns in uh, the offensive game plan that maybe the other team has figured out too. So let's, let's switch it up a little bit. You know, we have the weapons, let's be more innovative with this. So I think that it was just a realization that it, that it wasn't working. Um, And who knows, it could have been a realization that if this continues the way it is, it may impact our friendship as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, let me get your opinion on what we've seen so far in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. No surprise that Kansas City met Buffalo. Uh, I can't I'd rather Kansas City got to where they are. Buffalo got to where they are. Uh, no surprise with Cincinnati or San Francisco or Philadelphia. All of that's, you know, was, was certainly believable. Let me deal with uh, and, and obviously Kansas City is going to be very aware of where Mahomes is physically after the high ankle sprain generally that's an injury that keeps you out three, four weeks. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's, he's going to play Sunday. That's what they're saying. 
Oh yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt that. I mean, he's he, he even said during the game, you know, they're going to have to take me out. You know, they're going to mm. have to keep me on the sideline, take away his helmet, I guess. You know, but that was adrenaline going then. You know, where you're you're still fired up because of the situation. You're trying to win a playoff game, so you want to be at, back out there now. You know, you're going to have to watch it as the week progresses and see how he's progressing himself. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. You know, because Pat Mahomes. He has that added dimension of running the football, of, of, of picking up a big first down, of, of just escaping pressure to make a big throw and things like that. So we're going to see how that ankle uh, injury affects that part of his game. And he's going up against Joe Cool, man. This guy, he scares me. And I'm talking mm. about as, a, as an opponent, not a teammate. As an opponent, that guy scares me. And it goes all the way back to LSU. He just to have something about him that just elevates his team elevates his play and I know there's no perfect quarterback and I'm not saying that at all he makes mistakes but it seems like he's always under control and he's always capable of making the play the, the whether he checks down at the right time or whether he goes for the bomb or or whether it's the intermediate pass just seems to make the right decision and with those kind of guys like Jamar Chase and T Higgins and and the other guys that he has on offense man mm -hmm. That's going to be an electric game. I hope Pat Mahomes is 75, 80%. I hope he's close. You know what I mean? I don't think he will be, but man, what a shootout that would be. And what a football game that's going to be if he's close to that. And these guys are, are, are both teams are firing on, on all cylinders. A lot of play, a lot of uh, analysts are saying that Joe Burrow's the best quarterback left in the playoffs. I, I don't know. Jalen Hurts, you know, before he got hurt, he was, on his way to getting the MVP award. He still may get it. Yeah. Uh, but you look at Jalen Hurts, and not only that, their defense is not talked about enough. They've got three guys on that defense that had 11 sacks or more. And they had <laughs> 70 sacks as a team. Uh, I, I might I might be aware of that. Yeah. No, that's, that's scary. You know, and as we saw in the Giant game, uh, the Giants – not playing against the Minnesota Vikings defense you know it was an eye-opener and that's why what I'm talking about when I said the Eagles are here and the Giants are down here because in all phases all facets of the game they had an advantage you know they were dominant in the run game and that defense like you said Danny Dimes had a rough day man you know I mean he still was was trying to do his best and but man he, he just didn't have options a lot of time he was chased a lot you know, so yeah, this Philadelphia uh, defense, that's good. I think, I think you have the four best teams left. And I know yep. you're going to, you know, most people will say that because they got here. But if you look at the teams top to bottom and the way they played during the regular season, it's not a, none of those teams are a fluke to, to, to suddenly get here. Uh, and the way Cincinnati dismantled the Buffalo Bills, that was a thrashing. Yes. Uh, San Francisco over Dallas. I expected that. So a lot of people were giving Dak a lot of heat. I, I didn't expect them to win that game anyway. Um, but San Francisco, Brock Purdy, their defense. These are going to be two outstanding conference championship games. I'm going to say this, Otis. Brock Purdy is a lovely story, you know, but, you know, fairy tales come to an end at some point. And that Philadelphia defense against a rookie quarterback at this stage. And I'm not minimizing what he's done. I mean, this misses a Mr. Irrelevant, the last yes. player chosen in the draft. And yeah. look where he is. It's a great story. 
but reality might set in this coming weekend. Also, the clock might strike 12 uh, after that championship parade in San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know, but I, I hear what you're saying, though. That that Philadelphia defense, they're probably locked in. They're probably going to give him fits. This might be where that run ends, but never say never. If, if I got a theme for this, this uh, podcast that we have today, never say never, because I just don't know. They, I thought the clock would have struck midnight a long time ago, but this guy's won eight games in a row, and he's not just a manager. He's a part of why they're winning yeah. games. You know what I mean? Yeah. He is making these plays. He's hitting the, the receipt. I mean, it's it's an incredible story, and a lot of people, especially San Francisco 49er fans, would say, yeah, it's going to be such an incredible story all the way to the Super Bowl when the confetti is coming down. And it's, uh, what, what are their colors, red and gold? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I just, uh, you know, and and to be honest with you, his first game against the Miami Dolphins, I was paying close attention to because the Dolphins are my team. Um, I was like, okay, we're gonna win this game. We're gonna win, and it was like, no, we're not. And he has just since then has just been lights out. He's played great. I mean, there's points in the game where you look mm. and you say. Yeah, that's Mr. Irrelevant because some of these defenses have, have him guessing. I can't remember what the situation was in the game the other day, but someone came over and was speaking to him and he was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because he had yeah. made a mistake, whether, whether he didn't hit it with the, the receiver that he should have or whatever it was. But man, he got back in there and didn't miss a beat. Now, let's go from the oblique spheroid to round ball and the Knicks. Uh, they've lost four in a row. It's not surprising. They've been a streaky team all year. They won eight in a row. They lost five in a row. Now they won. Now they've lost four in a row. I think a lot of it had to do with the fact of their schedule. It was favorable early on. They mm-hmm. played in uh, something like the, the third or fourth easiest schedule up to now. You mm-hmm. look at the schedule going forward, starting with Cleveland tonight. That is going to be uh, they, they had the third hardest schedule going forward for the rest of the year. Uh, look, Jalen Brunson has proven that it was a great acquisition by the Knicks. Yeah. Uh, but that aside, they got a lot of young talent that that's playing a lot. And I'm wondering if Julius Randle, as well as he's been playing, becomes marketable for the Knicks where they can get an awful lot in return for him. He's definitely uh, bounced back from that rough year. Two years ago, he was an all-star, most improved player and everything. Um, and and But last year was a rough one for him. But, uh, yeah, I think he's he's taken on his role. He's not an ISO ball guy all the time now. Sometimes you need a guy that's going to get you a bucket, though, you know? And I think that he can do that. Um, he has accepted the role. Um, obviously, is Jalen Brunson's show, you know, uh, as, as far as handling the ball, making decisions, distributing the ball, taking his own shot and things of that nature. So I think that uh, Julius Randle has upped his market value. The question is uh, – where will they be once the trade deadline comes? And if they think that they can win with him going forward, you know, third, third toughest schedule the rest of the way. Yep. Ooh. Yep. And you're yep. playing up and down with the, with, with part of the easiest schedule, the first part of the season. I mean, you haven't been that consistent. If you had gotten out there and been, you know, the, the, in the two seat or something like that, that's different. But that, that tells me that, that we got rough waters ahead. Uh, Jalen Brunson, as we talked about when they first acquired him, I, I didn't know what he was going to be. I knew he had game. 
but I thought he was also helped out a lot by Luca and some outside shooters yep. um, on the Dallas Mavericks. You know, that that can make a point guard look really good and, and accentuate his positives, you know, the things that he brings to the table. But he's he's definitely an offensive threat himself. I mean, as 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 uh, evidenced by 38 point game, 34, you know, those big numbers. So I was wrong in the beginning or I was skeptical. I didn't know for sure what he would be. But now if you look at him, yes. But he, but they got to surround him with some some other players. You know, I, I think they just need they need another big time player to, to compliment him. Yeah, well, Mitchell Robinson's out, obviously, with a broken thumb. But you yeah. got Quentin Grimes, you got Jericho Sims, you got Emmanuel Quickly. I mean, there's a bench full of a lot of young talent uh, that mm-hmm. may emerge. But look, I'm a realist. Uh, I don't see them top six in the East. Uh, I do see them getting into the play-in between okay. seven and ten. And yeah. right now, there's seven in mm-hmm. the. But there's guys behind teams behind them: Atlanta, Chicago, Toronto, uh, very capable of overtaking them. But yeah. we'll see. Meanwhile, uh, meanwhile, the Nets have been without Kevin Durant, will be without Kevin Durant into next month. Uh, but <laughs> Kyrie Irving is playing at an enormously high level to keep them afloat. Yeah, he's incredible. I've always basketball wise, availability wise, you question. But now I don't question that anymore. He's 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 there. He's playing. You know, I know he had a what, what was it, a tight calf the other night or or, or something yeah. where, he, where he sat out a game. But uh, he's making himself available, realizing just how important he is with Kevin Durant out that he has to steady the ship. Uh, that he has to elevate other guys play. Listen, basketball wise, he's one of the best to ever do it. I'm surprised that Dame Lillard made the top 75 list and not him. I believe mm. that had a lot to do with uh, off the court stuff and impression of him. And, and, and because that was before the anti-Semitic uh, situation, it was uh COVID, you know, vaccination, all kinds of different things that he had done, leaving the team, all that kind of stuff. So he had a history of, of doing some things. Um, but I believe that that decision it had to have something to do with with off the court because as far as talent wise, as far as accomplishments in the league, you know, all star game MVP, rookie of the year, uh, hit one of the biggest shots in NBA history, won a title, all those things. It's not even a comparison with Dame Lillard. Um, I also thought that maybe Dwight Howard deserved to be on that top 75 as well you know, instead of someone else, you know, but as far as basketball wise, there's no questioning what he can do. He's a transcendent player. He has, he's, he's one of those few guys that has his own style. There's not a whole lot of players like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. That you can look at it. Maybe a, if, if they had a silhouette of just him playing, you could tell who it is. There's a lot of guys that are similar that can do the same things that maybe have, you know, if, you know, Kobe and, and, and Michael, you know, they're similar, you know what I mean? Co- you know, it depends on who you think is better or whatever, but Kyrie has his own style. And it started when he was eight, nine years old of the way he was handling the ball, left-handed, blah, 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 mm-hmm. you know, crossover, everything like that. And the, the, the big shot making ability is unparalleled. You know, I think he's, I think he's an, an awesome basketball player. And, and if, if he takes care of all the other stuff, the, the distraction type stuff, sky's the limit. Well, that, that's, he's been quiet. Uh, in, yeah. In recent, yeah, in, recently, his game has been talking though. Oh yeah, and loud. I mean, they're fourth. They're fourth in the East right now. Uh, it's going to be a, a fist fight. I mean, the Celtics are awesome. Philadelphia is playing terrific of late. Milwaukee. I mean, 
<laughs> Giannis scored 20 points in the first quarter last night. <laughs> <laughs> He's incredible, man. I, I love, uh, I mean, it, I'm not going out on a limb here, but I'm um, like a lot of people. I just love the, his maturation, the way he's always remained humble throughout it all. I mean, this guy is arguably the best player on the planet. And mm-hmm. he just seems to be just a fun loving guy, humble, fierce competitor though. But just to see that that he's come from those humble beginnings and has never forgotten that, you know, yeah. and can still be a mega superstar, which he is. Well, and they got Chris Middleton back, which will help enormously. Finally. Yeah, exactly. Come on. We, we forgot he was on the team. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Otis, always great talking to you, my man. You stay safe. Talk to you soon. My pleasure as always, Howard. Take care. You got it, pal. All right. He is Otis Livingston. Uh, he is uh, from Channel 2 in New York, WCBS. Uh, does a great job. We're going to bring in Josh Klingler, who's the sideline reporter for Kansas City Chiefs Radio, momentarily. And we will speak to him about the Kansas City Chiefs and the big story. The big story is obvious. You know, what's the story with, hey, Mr. Klingler, how are you today? I'm terrific. I'm uh, I'm also taping up ankles myself. We're all doing it. We're all I'm elevating. I'm icing. I'm staying off my feet. Everybody's everybody's doing the same thing in, in support of Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. So you're sympathetic to the situation. <laughs> I, I, I get it. So what is the latest? I mean, I, I expect him to play. Uh, but the question is, at what performance level? Yeah, I think that's going to be the big question. Um, and I don't think we'll know anything until probably probably kickoff um i don't frankly i don't care if he practices this week i know that question has been brought up he is typically practiced um he has never gone into a game without some semblance of practice but if you just said leave him off his feet until till sunday and test it out during the pregame i think i'd be fine with that he has a very um meticulous pregame routine so I'm going to be interested to see on, on Sunday if he goes through all of the things he normally goes through. He comes out early, sits on the bench, kind of does some very specific things as he's uh, getting ready for a game. And uh, so I'll be interested to see if that plan deviates a little bit because you have to throw in a little bit of the uh, the, the testing and the uh, the making sure the, the ankles properly taped or whatever. Everybody believes he's going to play. I'd be shocked if he didn't. But yeah, at what level? His mobility is is such a big part of his game. And uh, frankly, he's been moved off the spot a lot this year because of, at times, uh, up and down play of the offensive line. But, you know, he he does a lot with his feet, whether it's he's not a runner per se, but he's great at, at, at ducking out and running when he needs to and evading trouble with his feet. And so that's uh, as big a thing as any, let alone, you know, that's the 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 plant foot to 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 throw with. So um yeah, it's it's a wait and see all week. I don't think we're gonna get a lot of definitive information throughout the week other than he's progressing and he's day to day. Uh but he's gonna play come Sunday. I'm pretty sure about that. Hey Josh, here's what I came away with uh with last week's win over Jacksonville. Number one, the Jaguars wouldn't go away. Uh they just hung around uh and uh Trevor Lawrence is living up to his draft day billing. He is a generational quarterback. There's no question about that. Uh, this team will be heard from again, I believe. But dealing with the reality, Kansas City did what they had to do. And now they got to face Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. There are people right now that are saying, Joe Burrow's best quarterback in the league. I'm not ready to go there just yet. But 
He's got a bevy of good wide receivers. Uh, he can run the ball with Mixon. Uh, it's going to be a defensive test for the Kansas City Chiefs, to say the least. Yeah, they're scary. Uh, I don't think there's any way, shape, or form about it. Uh, if you want to, yeah, I think I think if Joe Burrow wins on on Sunday, then I think you have the, you have the case, right? He's got scoreboard twice in AFC Championship games against Patrick Mahomes, and while it's not definitively head to head, we know that's how the quarterbacks are measured. So this this conversation of of who's who's the best probably has to wait until until Monday. Uh, but if Burrow goes. Four and zero and two and zero in AFC Championship games against Patrick Mahomes, uh, the scoreboard won't lie in that regard. And yeah, he's got some scary weapons. Obviously, Jamar Chase could keep you up at night. T. Higgins as well. Uh, the Chiefs only saw Samaje P. Ryan in the first meeting. Joe Mixon wasn't available. You have both of those guys going. That's a really good uh, attack in the run game. And and then don't forget uh, Hayden Hurdling Hurst. Who, uh, yeah. jumped over the defender this past week. Um, they're they're getting effective use of the tight end as well. And then on the defensive side of things, uh, frankly, they've done about as good a job as anybody has against the Chiefs, especially in second halves of games. They have really uh, flummoxed the uh, the Chiefs' offense. And so, yeah, the Bengals are the uh, the toughest opponent. Um, no no disrespect to the to the Bills, but the Bengals have provided the, the toughest matchup in the recent vintage against this particular Chiefs team. And so um, this is going to be a, a whale of a contest on, on Sunday and and one the Chiefs are. Hey, I know, you know, looking around, suddenly they're the underdogs and I think probably probably rightfully so they can defend their home turf and, and everything. But, you know, I can't say that, that the Bengals are, are not playing some pretty great football right now. Yeah, there's no doubt, Josh. Like you look at uh, the Cincinnati beat Kansas City in last year's AFC Championship game in overtime in a game, if I'm not mistaken, it was a 21-3 Kansas City lead at one point in that game. So the Bengals came roaring back. But you know the Chiefs have now been to the championship game, what, four years in a row, five years in a row? What is it? They've hosted five now. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. So, uh, look, they understand what the what the – but the stage is all about Cincinnati does as well because they were in the Super Bowl last year. So uh, I, I don't know. That's the other, right. that's the other great X factor with this whole thing is the Bengals have just become the road warriors. I mean, they're not intimidated by Arrowhead. Yeah. They're not intimidated by any team. Uh, they, they play with that, with that edge and, and obviously to have to go on the road as much as they have in the last two years, look on the Chiefs side of things, we haven't seen a Patrick Mahomes road playoff game yet. So um, it's exact opposite of the, of the Bengals who have done pretty much all of their, all of their runs the last two years coming via the road. So uh, they're not intimidated at all going into uh, Arrowhead stadium. That's that's, I think the chiefs are very well aware of that. Um, I, look, I don't understand the, uh, the medic, the medical attention that's going to be given to Josh. I uh, mean, to, uh, to Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I mean, is, is he going to get shot up or with some kind of an injection? Uh, uh, I, I don't, I really don't know where to go with it. Maybe you can enlighten me. I don't, I don't know what it will come down to, but um, we're, we're believing that it's coming down to, to pain management, right? That you're not going to heal a high ankle sprain in a week. You're not going to heal a high ankle sprain probably in three weeks if they're in the Super Bowl, right? So it's something that's going to, to be a problem. Look, he couldn't put any weight on it at all during the game uh, in the, in the second half of the game last week. And so if he's able to at least be able to put the foot in the ground, I think that's going to be looked at as, 
as a little bit of progress. And mm-hmm. so uh, I'm guessing it's going to be a combination of just about everything. I was joking on the way in, you know, the, the, the walking boot, the air cast, the ice, the heat, the, you know, whatever injections you need to do, probably some, uh, some kind of electrodes plugged in as well. I think they'll have everything at their disposal to try to get him as close as possible to being uh, ready. But obviously on game day, it's probably going to be more so about what kind of pain can you tolerate? How much can you tape it up? And then if, uh, if you, if you tape it, how mobile, how mobile are you? So I think that's, it's, uh, everything will be at their disposal. Yeah. That's beyond you and I's, I guess, uh, neither one of us have a PhD. At least I don't. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, when it comes to, um, ankle, look, what I remember playing in a game in uh, high school and I came down on another guy's foot and I felt, I thought I heard a click and I go, Oh no, I got a broken ankle. But when they examined me after the game in the hospital, uh, they said, no, it's just a high ankle sprain. I said, okay, great. And I said, I can't, all night long, I'm up. I can't sleep. And I wake up the next morning. I said, this is not a high ankle sprain. This has got to be a break. What happened next, Josh? I got a phone call from the hospital. No, it's broken. <laughs> so now I think about Pollard of, of, of Dallas yeah, yeah. and what happened to him. Everybody said high ankle sprain. Well, it's a little bit more than that. He's got a fracture. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I don't even want to go there on honestly, but yeah, you, you almost look at it and like, well, you did, you did catch a break. If it's that, if it's just that, especially based on seeing Pollard again, the next, the very next day with a similar type, you know, player falling on the leg that way. And he's got three months of recovery ahead. So yeah, pretty fortunate that we're talking about, you know, getting a guy ready for, for Sunday. I'll tell you, look, there's no secret about who the prime target is. It's Travis Kelsey. And he had a Travis Kelsey game last week, 14 receptions for 98 yards, two touchdowns. But the guy that I think is opening up some people's eyes is Isaiah Pacheco. He had nearly 100 yards rushing last week. And all of a sudden, you look at him as a viable piece, maybe more than just a viable piece of the Kansas City offense. And I think a a big piece in this matchup, um, we've seen the Bengals – not maybe send as many people at Patrick Mahomes, but getting enough done with three or four men on on the line of scrimmage and and not challenging uh, with a whole bunch of people in the box or anything. So the the avenues are there to run the football. He ran for almost 100 yards last week. Did Pacheco uh, the first meeting? He was he was pretty good as well. Uh, I think the run game is a big factor in this, at least to loosen up uh, the defense a little bit and staying honest. And then you have the added value of maybe tanking some pressure off Patrick Mahomes. Look, I I'm always on the wrong side of things here, Howard. I am the run, run, run guy. <laughs> and I know that Andy Reid is West Coast passing offense. And so I always find myself a little bit at at, at odds and and I'm never winning those battles, nor nor would I try to, but I've always been in the camp of yeah, yeah, try to run the football a little bit more, at least so that they're uh, you know, having to respect the run game a little bit. Pacheco's got runs really hard, and I think he could factor in especially to this matchup. And so so hopefully we see a little more of that this week. But, hey, let's we're, we're going to kid ourselves. They, they love to throw the football over the yard. So I could say this, and then Mahomes goes out on one foot and throws yeah. it 50 times on Sunday. I wouldn't be shocked, you know? Yeah, this is what legends are made of, right? That's right. Uh, look, Kansas City, Cincinnati, I, I think, is a fascinating matchup. Uh, the the, uh, NFC championship. Look, if I were to say which is the strongest conference top to bottom, I'd have to say the AFC. Uh, They got, you know, Buffalo getting beat last week didn't shock me. I was shocked at how inefficient Josh Allen was. I I don't know if the elbow injury he had played any role in it. I'm not sure. But look, Cincinnati did what they had to do. They went on the road. 
and they beat Buffalo in a driving snowstorm. <laughs> I mean, I'm sitting there watching the game saying, how do you play in this stuff? But they get it done, right? Yeah, they, they don't care. I mean, that's the thing. I think that's that's a great trait to have that nothing seems to kind of phase them. And I think the more people are picked against them. Look, I thought in the offseason, and I, I, I've said it on record on, on my radio show and probably elsewhere, that I didn't understand why no one was talking about the Cincinnati Bengals before the season started. They were the defending AFC champs, and they, they were very, very close to winning that Super Bowl matchup, right? I mean, if you look back and watch that game, they were not far off from, from getting a title, and yet uh, everybody talked about the Bills, everybody talked about the Chiefs, and the Bengals probably got the least amount of love. So, they I mean, they've ridden that that disrespect card uh, beautifully and and rightfully so and then they've just kind of developed that that kind of hardened attitude because of it and so it's a it's a huge benefit I think for the uh for the Bengals to to kind of play that now we'll see if they end up at the tail end of the week still being the favorite <laughs> going to Kansas City would be a little bit different role they'd have to play but they're still going to somebody's building um and 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 trying to come over with a win I'm guessing you know it's about as satisfying as you can get when you can win on somebody else's home turf if they get road wins at Buffalo road wins at Kansas city. My goodness. Um, yeah, no, there, you, you could go ahead and talk all you want. If that, if that indeed happens, look, the San Francisco Cowboys game last week, a couple of things that I was thinking of as I was watching the game. Uh, number one, I mean, what Brock Purdy has accomplished from Mr. Irrelevant to where he's hasn't lost a game yet as a starter. Uh, but eventually these uh, fairy tales come to an end. Uh, I'm not sure it'll be this weekend. Having said that, uh, and everybody's questioning, is is Mike McCarthy going to get fired in Dallas? Watching his clock management at the end of last week's game, you could make a case, but everybody's waiting. I thought the final final four minutes of that game were were not a a clinic by either team. (laughs) I didn't think San Francisco, obviously uh, not running out of bounds, right? Yes. Or running out of bounds, I should say, not staying inbounds. Yes. Uh, you know, giving Dallas an extra, I thought an extra play or two, and then obviously Dallas kind of fumbling through the end of that one. That was uh, definitely not a uh, a clinic in in uh, four minute offense. You got 49ers Eagles this mm-hmm. week. Um, I'm looking at the Eagles, uh, whose defense is not being given enough credit. You've got a team that had 70 quarterback sacks. You've got three guys in that team that have had at least 11 sacks. They're going to be, I mean, you're talking about a rookie quarterback in a championship game against a team that puts pressure on the quarterback. It's going to be obviously incumbent upon the offensive line to give Purdy all the help he needs. Yeah, I think I think defense probably rules the day in that particular game. I think both defenses are are terrific. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if you want to get the quarterback edge, I, I was I was curious if if Jalen Hurts was going to look fully healthy. I thought he looked great last week. Um, Brock Purdy's done an amazing job, I think, of getting the football to his playmakers, which is you know don't don't put too much on him. Just you know get it to get it to Kittle, get it to IU, get it, get it to Debo, get it to McCaffrey. I mean, it's a pretty good cast of characters right to get the football to um and then their defense they may be a little bit underrated as well with Bosa and company that's a really solid defense and Warner's been terrific as well so yeah I'm looking at that one being more of maybe a defensive battle but it's hard to pick against uh the the Eagles I think with this one at home uh San Francisco traveling a longer distance as well across the country and and you, you may be right this may be the clock ticking on on Brock Purdy and that, that Eagles defense may be the one that, that, that gets him. I think it's going to be a lower, much lower scoring game. Mm-hmm. I think than the AFC matchup will be. I would agree. Uh, how about Kittle's catch last week? 
Was My that, goodness. Was that magnificent? I mean, we always thought a one-handed catch, that's great. But that was just the beginning of it. I mean, how about how he managed to stay focused is great credit to him. And the final touch where he caught the ball and then brought it in as the defender was running across his face to not knock the football away was, was the unbelievable part of uh to me. But great, great concentration. And yeah, that, that I think that's been a little bit of the uh, the 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 purdy ingredients has been just just be smart with the football get it to your guys he's got a he's got a ton of playmakers and so he does that and stays out of trouble they they certainly have a shot i i look at the uh at where we are now in the nfl and it's it's obviously very exciting i, I read somewhere where uh the chiefs uh rating television rating last year was like 34 million viewers watching the game and i said well this is the national football league it's going to get a big audience and this weekend <laughs> you got two terrific contests. Yeah, and on, on all four games last week, I think broke some kind of record for time slot and network and whatever. So, yeah, everybody's watching the uh, the NFL games for sure. We always monitor it in Kansas City because it's kind of funny that every every game Kansas City's up there in numbers, especially ones that kind of affect them. Like, uh, you know, uh, I, I had a big number for for Buffalo and 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 Cincinnati here in Kansas City. You know, everything that was like affecting. Uh, the the Chiefs we were watching, but yeah, I think uh, Super Wildcard Weekend was awesome, right? Terrific games uh, last weekend. Maybe the games qu- weren't quite as good game to game, but the as you mentioned, the 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 rating numbers were there. People were tuned in, and so yeah, I'm uh, imagining two massive audiences for these two games on Sunday. If it comes down to where Mahomes at some point can't go, and Chad Henney's got to come in, please stop, Howard. Please stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm thinking about what Henny did last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he stepped right in through a touchdown pass. Look, we obviously know they'd rather have Mahomes in the game. Right. I'm just saying that, you know, you have to have insurance policies in this game. Hey, Back I've been people are important. I've been bragging up Chad Henny to as many people as I can because the situation he was put into, he led a 98-yard drive. Right. For a touchdown and he has played now in two playoff games where he is I've called him he's saved the the games for the Chiefs uh their their first divisional matchup a couple years ago against the uh the Cleveland Browns um he came in for an injured Patrick Mahomes and and uh preserved the victory in that one after basically not playing all he did he took he he played in three games this year and threw two passes before last week and he went what five of seven and, yeah. and a touchdown. Um, that is unbelievable. He's barely played in like five seasons here, and he's just come on in really crucial moments and come through. Uh, it's a huge credit to to Chad Hetty. His his opportunities are few and far between, but um, yeah, he should uh, he should shouldn't pay for a beverage around here because he <laughs> he helped save their bacon once again uh, this past weekend. All right, Kansas City wins the AFC Championship. Okay, against whoever. Be nice to go into the warm weather climate for the Super Bowl, wouldn't it? I that'd be fine. That'd be absolutely fine. <laughs> I'll play one game at a time, but just getting back yeah. to that game, I think would be would be big because uh, you know again we're spoiled around here. It's five straight AFC Championship games, couple appearances in the Super Bowl. Uh, the last Super Bowl didn't go the Chiefs' way. The last AFC Championship didn't go their way. So if they're able to to, to break through and get there, yeah, it's going to be a pretty big party here in town. The Chiefs win Sunday. If what happens, I think if they find a way to negate the the front of the uh, of the Bengals, I, I I'm I 
really love Hendrickson and Hubbard and Reader in the middle at that nose tackle spot. I, I think I think those guys are fantastic. So it's controlling to me the line of scrimmage. The uh, offensive line tries to protect Patrick Mahomes as much as possible, and uh, and they're able to hopefully run the football as well, and then negate what uh, what Cincinnati's doing up front. I think that I think that's the key from the Kansas City side of things. If everybody's healthy, we look at a high-scoring game, but Patrick Mahomes is not 100% healthy. Uh, I still think uh, they're going to score more points in that game than the AFC champion, uh, than the NFC championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just I've seen enough Patrick Mahomes to say don't count him out of anything. Yeah, you know? <laughs> he was pretty, pretty good last week on one foot and he was not in great shape last week and, and kind of gutted it out. So I think they'll they'll get him ready as best as possible. And and uh, it's going to be a, it's going to be a great game on Sunday. Well, enjoy it. Enjoy your job calling, you know, being a part of the broadcast crew. Uh, it's always great to do games that have so much importance to it. Uh, so uh, enjoy it. Do your continually great job. And thanks again for being a part of Howard David Live. Yeah, you never mind the the cold if it's a playoff game late in the season. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'll take I'll take that. And, it, and much better, and we don't need to get into this again, but much better than playing at a neutral site. I'd rather, I'm glad yeah. this game isn't a home <laughs> venue. Let's go. Yeah, no. I, well, you stay safe, my man. Thanks again. Thanks, Howard. Josh Klingler, sideline reporter for Kansas City Chiefs Radio, will be a part of the broadcast crew uh, on uh, on Sunday. They have the second game, the 6.30 Eastern time game. Um, I don't know if there's an advantage one way or the other. You play the early game of the late game. I don't think it matters necessarily. The weather could be a, a situation maybe in Kansas City. I'm not so sure about that. But the NFC title game in Philadelphia could get a little rough weather-wise. They got the 3.30 game. We'll see how it all shakes out. If I'm a man that I don't bet on sports because you got to be dumb to do that for me. Because otherwise I'll be living under the highway in a tornado box. I forgot that. But if I were a picking man, just just making a selection based on fact, Philadelphia and San Francisco, I'm going to go with the Eagles because I think Jalen Hurts has proven that he is okay. I don't know if he's 100% healthy, but whatever he is, he looked pretty sharp uh, last week. I think that Jalen Hurts is going to be a big factor in the game. I think the Eagles' defense is going to be a huge factor in the game. I think Brock Purdy had a phenomenal 6-0 and run, but I think that the, uh, the the final chapter is going to be written on 2023 in terms of the NFL playoffs. I think Brock Purdy does an okay job, but I think Philadelphia will dictate if he's successful or not, I think their defense will be. As for Kansas City and Cincinnati, I think Joe Burrow is going to be the difference. I really do. I think he's playing at a very high level right now. I'm not prepared to say he's the best quarterback in the NFL, but I will be prepared to say that uh, Cincinnati has got a lot of weapons. They can throw the ball deep with Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and Hurst. Uh, Mixon is a better than average running back. I think they score enough points uh, to make it a a deciding victory over Kansas City. I think the Chiefs obviously will hang in the game. And I'm not, obviously, look, Mahomes, he's got a high ankle sprain. Let's deal with reality. And so is he going to be 100%? Obviously not. Is 75% Patrick Holmes enough? That's the question we have to answer. In the meantime, in terms of what we saw last week and going forward, 
The Dallas Cowboys have not made any kind of discussion about Mike McCarthy. I thought his game management last week was not good enough. Uh, I thought it was part of their problem down the stretch. But is that enough to get the man fired? Look, he's won 12 games each of the last two years. Uh, if he gets fired, it's because Jerry Jones is impatient or he's got some word that Sean Payton is going to be available. <laughs> I, I don't agree with mo most of what Jerry Jones says because based on performance, Dallas Cowboys haven't been to the Super Bowl since 1995. So what are we talking about here? Have you proven that you know what you're doing in terms of general manager slash owner? I don't think so. But look, I don't wish them any harm. I don't wish the team any harm. They're, they're still uh, a team to be reckoned with in the National Football League. Uh, the thing that I'm going to be looking for during the offseason is what the Jets do at quarterback. Because I think they got enough pieces outside of quarterback to become viable next season. I really do. I think they've got enough pieces at wide receiver, at running back. they got to shore up the offensive line a little bit. Their defense is solid. They get a quarterback. And I don't know if it's Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr or Jimmy Garoppolo, whoever it is, it's an upgrade over what they have. Plain and simple. I'm Howard David. Thanks for being a part of the program. You stay safe. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In the California Road Trip Republic, we believe you take adventure for a ride. Whether coastal cruising, mountain motoring, or redwood roaming, discover beauty around every turn. Your California road trip can kick off from anywhere. Starting route. But it should always start at visitcalifornia.com. Then buckle up, crank those tunes, and ride with us in the California Road Trip Republic. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. If you travel, you know how to pull off a perfect getaway. 
You know after you enroll with your Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card, you get up to $10 back monthly on U.S. rideshare purchases with select providers, like a car to the airport. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths and where the Wi-Fi password is rarely used because you're the escape artist. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Purchases must be on card. Visit go.amic slash you know. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.